Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to AGP. Like I've told you all before, it is Star Wars Special Extravaganza, where for the next month I'm bringing on creators, and we are talking nothing more than my number one favorite all-time movies. Of course, if you just say Star Wars, I guess you could call them all as in one movie. Star Wars! And as the great Bill Murray said, Star Wars! Nothing but Star Wars! Because we love Star Wars. And of course, we're all totally hyped with Battlefront out and the new movie coming along, in which we only have 16 more days, and I'm so excited. I probably can't contain myself, and I can't wear to wear my, can't wait to wear my costume to the theater. Yes, I'm one of those. Joining me today is a fellow nerd, Mr. Sean Forney. Hi, Sean. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yourself? I'm overexcited. It's Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I have blistered my thumb to the point from playing Star Wars Battlefront that I have to wear a Band-Aid on it. <laughs> but I have lost. I have won 49% of my games, lost 50%, and 1% has been a draw. I'm going to take that. There you go. <laughs> um, now, something that I found out yesterday, which is really cool, is anybody who has a phone, um, um, that should be most of you out there, um, it, whether it's an iPhone or a Droid, they actually have the Star Wars Battlefront app, and when you're playing games on the app, it actually does earn your credits in your Star Wars Battlefront game, so you get more credits to spend on unlockables and really cool items that you could totally dominate within the Battlefront field. That is totally awesome. So if you have not downloaded it yet, go get it. i got to check that out. Uh, yeah, I found this out last night. I stopped by the Circle K over by my house with my friend Tyler, who's in my party. Um we went, uh, I ran into him, he's like, dude, you have to do this. I've earned over a 1,000 extra credits. I'm like, yeah, great, awesome. I can just put my phone on play while I'm at work. Might upset my boss, but I don't care. I need the extra credits at point. <laughs> so you went and got Battlefront as well. Yes. And I, from the picture, you've got the really cool, it's not a decal, it's actually edged into the PlayStation 4 gorgeous PS4. I did, yeah. How do you like it? I like it. I, I unfortunately haven't had much time to play. I've only played maybe about 15 minutes so far. Wow. <laughs> um, you need to take a break and play. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got I to gotta keep up with finishing a couple of projects here before the uh, the year wraps up. That's right, because you, you have your final convention coming up this weekend at SevensCon, don't you? I do. I've got, I've got that coming up on Saturday, and uh, I'm wrapping up uh, the last three pages on a book that I've been working on and getting ready to start a new book and uh, trying to wrap up some commissions uh, that people ask for for Christmas presents. So 
trying to get all that squeezed in in the next 16 days so that, you know, I can spend two days straight at the theater. Nice. Unfortunately, I don't get to spend two days straight at the theater. I only get to watch it that Thursday because Friday is the company Christmas party. And since I'm in upper management, I am required to go. Yeah. I'd rather go Star Wars again. Yeah, those those job things, you know, they get in the way. Yeah, I know. I actually asked my boss if we could just go watch Star Wars in the movie theater. He walked away from me. <laughs> I don't think he. I, I think he's going to be very happy once Star Wars is over, thinking that means I'm going to stop talking about it, which means he really doesn't know me at all. <laughs> as soon as this one really gets rolling and you know picks up all the steam and stuff, and then you know we get another one. It's like six months after. Well, yeah, um, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Disney say not only are they doing, like, the 7, 8, 9 movie, but they're doing, like, individual movies plus individual TV shows, plus they have the Star Wars Rebels Season 3 coming out. So they're, like, all ingrained into Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars for the rest of our lives. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, we get, I'm pretty sure it's uh, six months from uh, Episode 7, we get Rogue One. And then six months from that, we get episode eight. Yeah, I mean, and they're going to be tilted. If yeah. I finally don't have to wait anywhere between three to ten years, I'm like, oh, it's time for another Star Wars. Let's go. I'll be broke. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But on the bright side, my money's now going to Disney instead of George Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Because no, Disney doesn't have enough money. Right, right. <laughs> So, I know you're such a huge fan of Star Wars. I'd like to ask you, you know, where does your passion from Star Wars come from? Um, I guess, uh, you know, seeing the movies as a kid. I think I was uh, maybe four or five years old, and um, Dad uh, popped in, uh, you know, the VHS, and we watched Star Wars for the first time, and... Uh, I think if I remember right, I think throughout the like the weekend or whatever, I think we watched all three movies pretty much back to back. Um, so that kind of got me hooked as a kid, and then um, yeah, I, I like got gifted some of the toys because uh, most of the toys were done and out of storage by the time I was able to play with the toys or you know watch the movies and stuff. So um, I got some some of the action figures from um, family members and whatnot. And I think to, through all that, you know, uh, just growing up a fan of all the stuff. And, uh, you know, as sad as it may sound, and then when I was in high school, that's when the, the prequel started coming out. And it was like, hey, more Star Wars movies. And I didn't know what they were going to be at the time, but it was, you know, it's like, hey, we get to, get to see new Star Wars. Oh, and then there was also a special edition, which was released sometime when I was in high school. So 1997. I, yeah, that was, that was the first time I got to see any of them in the theater. Um, so, you know, it was that, that whole different experience that I had not had. Uh, and then, you know, I went and saw all three of the prequels in the theater. Um, and all the other stuff that's, uh, come since then, uh, the Clone Wars cartoon, the Rebels cartoon. Um, I've gotten into reading some of the, uh, the comics. I just picked up and read, uh, uh, the Shattered Empire miniseries, and that was great. <laughs> I'm curious to see how that directly ties into Episode 7. Just stay away from Star Wars Tales number 1, where um, <laughs> R5-D4, the red uh, astromech droid that has a bad motivator, um, actually has the ability to use the Force. 
That's a bad story. All right. <laughs> um, droid does not get to be a Jedi Knight. That just doesn't work for me. It uses no, no. the Force. No, no. They, if they had the ability to use the Force, it wouldn't have blown its motivator. Sorry. <laughs> they would only be like sentient beings, not, not right. droids. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to ask you this because I'm more old school. I was born in '79. I uh, I didn't get to see the first one, obviously, in theaters because it came out in '77. My dad took me as an infant to go see Empire Strikes Back. He said I just sat there at the age of one, going, "Wow!" <laughs> and and um, I did get to see Return of the Jedi in a nice drive-in theater, sitting on the roof of our station wagon, and which was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> but with you, you're a little bit younger because you said 97, you know, that's the first time you really got to see them in the theaters. Um, so you're definitely younger than I am because I was, I had graduated high school already. I remember them coming out in the special edition. And I remember walking out because I did not like the special edition. And then I remember waiting in line for two weeks and three days for Star Wars Episode One. Yeah, I want a refund on that. What what would be your thing, because you're a little bit younger, you were in high school, what was your reaction from seeing the original trilogy as a kid to watching the special edition? Did you really pay attention to the differences? Did it affect you in any way? Um, You know what? I, I, I don't think I really noticed a lot of the changes other than stuff that was kind of pointed out in advance. Because, you know, like with any of these movies, they, they've always got the uh, media blitz and they do all the interviews and stuff. And I remember a lot at the time before the movies were released, they were doing, um, you know, like, I don't know, maybe Entertainment Tonight or, you know, some some show like that was doing a lot of coverage on what they were doing to update the movie and all this. And, you know, I remember seeing some of the stuff kind of called out specifically in some of those interviews. But when I went to see the movie, um, I, I don't really, I guess I didn't really notice a, a whole lot that was changed, like, at first watching it, because at that point it had been a while since I had watched the originals, and, um, you know, it was kind of this gradual over time. It's like, oh, yeah, they changed this, and then they changed that. You know, the the biggest thing that I, I remember noticing was, you know, the whole addition of Jabba the Hutt um, and, and that whole bit. And, and that, still watching it now, it just feels so out of place. And it, it does work for part of the story, but it just, it, it doesn't fit all at the same time. And, and even with their addition to it and their tweaks to it, Jabba the Hutt looks really bad. Yeah, yeah. There there was some stuff that looked good, and there was some stuff that, you know, they were doing what they could with the technology at the time that just didn't quite work out. Like, I still think some of the, the scenes with, uh, the uh, like, the X-Wings going into the uh, the Death Star in, in uh, New Hope, like, they still just, they, they don't look quite right. You know, the old models looked much better than what they tried to do with CG. Um, I think the one part that I did like seeing, and, you know, maybe others don't, whatever, but uh, in Empire Strikes Back, when uh, Luke gets attacked by the Wampa and he gets drug into the uh, the cave, um, I did like that little bit where they actually added in a little bit more of the Wampa and you know, I don't know if that was a guy in an animatronic costume or they did that CG, I'm not sure which. But that actually looked pretty decent. That was cool. Instead of seeing the old, really bad Wampa that they had back 
in uh, I, the original. I, I have no problem with watching the special edition of Empire Strikes Back. There's there I have one problem with it, and it's even something that I, I and I can just let it roll off of my shoulders because when he talks, I still hear uh, the original Boba Fett say it. It's changing his voice. He's the biggest badass in Bounty Hunter Galaxy. And you didn't need to change his voice for continuity reasons because there's nothing to say that he didn't get into a fight, got his vocal cords damaged, and that's now what he talks like. But other than that, Empire Strikes Back, they did nothing really wrong with it when they upgraded it. From the Emperor to the gorgeous scene when they fly into Cloud City, it's just all so gorgeous. I mean, the only thing they could have done to destroy it is be like, yeah, we're going to take out the Muppet of Yoda and put in that CGI thing from the prequels. Uh, No, you won't. And they didn't, thank God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I I did not know until you just said that that they uh, replaced Boba Fett's uh, Boba Fett's voice. I did not know that they did that. Uh, Jeremy Bullock, who is one of the few characters that's actually in the mask and is the voice that you hear, did the original voice. And then they had the guy who plays Jango Fett re-record the line so there could be more continuity. And the only problem what I the only problem I have with the whole continuity thing is when they talk about I did this for continuity reasons so it all works together. Yeah, if you do that, you still need to go back and change so many other things from Obi-Wan going, he was our last hope, to Yoda going, no, there is another, to Luke talking to Leia about his mother and she remembers her. Yeah. But, yeah, and it's like, no, continuity doesn't work. Or even the fact you go to Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope, and according to continuity things, all the stormtroopers still on the Death Star are the original 501st, which means they're all the clones. So yeah, why yeah. is one stormtrooper taller than the rest of them and clunks his head on the door? Right, right. That's, yeah. the, that's the only problem I hate when he goes, I did it for continuity reasons. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> no, it's You did it because you had the power and there was nobody to stand there this time and tell you no. Right, right. <laughs> that. And I know the biggest fit that every Star Wars nerd has. We see the T-shirts. We read everything. Sean, Han shot first. Han shot first. Han shot first. It's not even the fact that they had Greedo shoot at him first. It's that horrible CGI head whip that they have Han Solo do, which would have broken his neck, which yeah. is the craft thing I have ever seen ever done. Right. That's where I have the problem. And to me, I never thought that Greedo got a shot off. I never said Han shot first. I always thought there was just one shot. shot uh, Han Solo went, he's going to shoot me. Screw this. I'm going to shoot. And yeah. I know they're all like, but Han Solo is the hero. No, in episode four, Han Solo is not the hero. Han right. Solo is scruffy-looking nerve herder who's a scoundrel who's being hunted down because he's a smuggler. He's a right. pirate. He's Captain Jack Sparrow and does it until he meets Leia go, well, I could be the hero maybe. Oh, I'm a scruffy, yeah, he's okay with that. And that's why, for me, I liked the character of Han Solo, where all the other girls growing up was like, oh, Luke Skywalker and the double sunset on Tatooine. Yeah, um, that's kind of girly, cheesy, no. Um, since I can't have Darth Vader, I'm going to go with Han Solo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though Darth Vader was my first pick, because being as a kid, I didn't get the symbolism on the Dagobah system when Luke goes into the cave. 
that that was supposed to be Luke's face. I was just like, oh, they broke up at Darth Vader's mask and show that Darth Vader is actually kind of awesome looking. All right, I can date Darth Vader. No, that's supposed to be Luke's face. Oh, crap. Well, no, don't like Luke. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> now that you watch the prequels, now you rewatch Empire Strikes Back, you go, oh, Darth Vader was a little whiny bitch, too. Nice. <laughs> So, what was your experience with the prequels? How did you feel about those? Um, I don't know. It was kind of a kind of a mixed thing because it was like, uh, you know, all the excitement leading up to it of, you know, oh, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna make a new Star Wars movie, and uh, it finally came out, and uh, I went and saw it, and I, I dug Episode One. You know, I just, I, I guess it's just me and the way I, I usually watch movies and stuff is like, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, I get that, you know. Uh, some of the parts don't make sense with the Trade Federation and, you know, all that nonsense that everybody complains about. But, you know, I'm sitting there watching and going, ooh, cool, you know, there's, you know, actual Jedi and they've got lightsabers and they're using them for the majority of the movie. And, you know, it's just a big all-out action thing. And it was just, you know, that's what I got into initially seeing it. And, it was, you know, we got to see Darth Maul for the first time. And, they made yes. a cool villain. Unfortunately, killed him off way too soon. Um, yeah, thank like, God for the Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was it was you know one of those things where it's just like you know I you know being in high school and stuff like I guess I just kind of looked past some of it. It was like okay, yeah, I get it. It's not it's not a great movie story wise, whatever. But um, you know I, I enjoyed it enough. So it was like I still still talk about it with a buddy of mine. I went and saw it like the day it opened. Um, and then, uh, like, the Saturday after it opened, um, my buddy and I went to go take the ACT. And as soon as we were done with that, we took off and made it out to the theater and saw Star Wars again for probably the second or third time for the week. You know, it's just like one of those things. It was like, you know, we, it was, you know there was excitement. So it was like, oh, Star Wars is back. All right, cool. And we're getting another one in a couple of years. And, you know, the, the episode two came out when I was in college, and it was like, Okay, you know, let's you know, we'll see what they do with this one. It's you know, like hey, we get to see uh, Yoda fight with a lightsaber for the first time, and you know, all these cool things. And uh, you know, and then uh, let's see, I was I was out of college by the time uh, Episode Three rolled around, and it was like okay, now we finally get to see you know how does Anakin become Darth Vader and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, that that one I'd say is probably my favorite of the bunch um, out of the prequels is Episode Three. Um, you just for that whole bad, horrible. <laughs> really, really, you made Darth Vader sound horrible. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I still I still dig that one. I I, I like the uh, the uh, the giant duel between uh, Anakin and Obi Wan. Um, to me, that is probably one of the best lightsaber battles ever in the Star Wars history. Oh yeah, yeah, and I and I absolutely love it. And and now it's it's in the last couple of years, it's kind of taken on a whole new meaning for me because, jeez, uh, uh, I think three, uh, I guess it would have been longer ago than that. Four years ago, I guess it was. Um, Cincinnati Comic Expo had uh, one of the guys that did the choreography on the lightsaber stuff in those movies. Yeah. And my buddy and I got to go do that because they didn't have enough people on Friday night and they wanted to kind of demo the thing. So we got to be guinea pigs and got to go try out doing the uh, the lightsaber duel, which was supposed to be that duel from Episode 3. 
and we acted like complete idiots, but we had a blast sitting there fighting with, you know, Nerf swords to, you know, learn some of the moves out of that, that fight, and, um, I don't know, I just, I got a really big kick out of that, and, um, now getting this, now watching the movie and stuff, it's like, I look at it and go, oh yeah, we, we, we actually learned how to do some of this stuff, and, you know, so, so again, for me, it just that kind of took on a, a whole different meaning, and so it's like even kind of emphasized more so why I, why I like that one out of those those three movies. Um, yeah, you can say what you want with the the story and you know the continuity and whatever, but you know there there's still parts of it that you know can be enjoyed. Yeah, I'm never going to say that the prequels are horrible movies. They're not. I've seen movies way worse than those. I really have. Oh, yeah. Do I feel that they feel Star Wars-ish? No. Not by any means. The lightsaber battles are cool. It was really cool to see Yoda look like Kermit the Frog on crack whooping up on Dooku <laughs> or Darth Sidious. That, you know, that was really cool. But there's just, in all honesty, other than the lightsaber battles, Qui-Gon and Darth Maul, the rest of it didn't feel Star Wars-ish to me. I got yeah. more enjoyment of camping out for the movies, meeting new people, playing Star Wars Trivial Pursuit, running all running two hours to a clicking mark to get Yoda Slurpees. Yes, we drove two hours just to get everybody Yoda Slurpees so we could all have the collectible Yoda cup for Star Wars Episode Two. Yes, we did that. It's okay. You know, it was more the experience of camping out because I camped out for all three of those movies. And I'm actually, there's a little bit of a downer for the fact that I don't have to camp out for these movies because, well, we already have tickets. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. They're in our pockets. It's like, got my ticket. Look, Star Wars tickets. And so it's a little like, uh, and I, but I miss the camping out aspect. I know a lot of people are like, you camped out. Yes, but do you understand how cool it was to hang out with people who were just like me? The lights go down, lightsabers lit up, and there were epic lightsaber battles out in the parking lot. We brought an old projector, and we watched the original trilogy. And we're talking old projector. We're not talking we got a projector-type machine where we could pop in a DVD. This is the old classic projectors that you see in the old movies. We found the reel. We got a friend of mine had reels down in Florida, so we watched Star Wars in its original trilogy of four, five, and six. That's what we did um, camping out, and that, you can't take that away. That is probably one of the most amazing experiences I have ever had, other than being in the kid and laying on the floor with all with all twelve of my um, cousins, going, "Ooh, Star Wars! Let's watch this." Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, you know, it's it, it's kind of interesting in the in the sense that yeah, we we don't get to do the whole camp out thing. We don't have to 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 wait around for a week or something, standing in line or something like that. Because um, cause that is a that is a whole different experience. And I did do that at uh, Comic Con this year. Um, we stood in line for I don't know five or six hours, hoping to get into the uh, Star Wars panel that they did at Comic Con. And it was exactly what you were describing. You know, you get to to hang out with all these people, and it was, it you know, I didn't know any of these people we were standing in line with, but it was you know everybody had that mutual love of Star Wars. So we sat there and we just, we made friends while we were standing in line for all this time. Got to chat, got to you know tell stories, and then we got to come up with our own theories of you know where this new uh, empire was coming from and where they got their money, and and just all sorts of crazy stuff that you know uh, most 
in most instances in a like day to day conversation, you don't get to do that. Um, and, and so that 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 I can definitely see is uh, you know something that everybody will miss out on. But you know, even though we don't get to go like camp out for days or whatever, we we are trying to we are trying to have some fun with it. We got um. Let's see. We started out with 23, but we dropped down. I think we're I think we're going to see the movie with like our 20 closest friends or something like that now. Um, I just see my 20 closest friends. Man, how many people do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Too many. Um, no, it's, it's it's really cool. Is we we got together with a whole group of friends from like all over the place. You know. One of these friends is the friend that I mentioned that I went and saw episode one with in high school, and um, some friends I've made along the way, which is here recently, and we're all getting together as a big group and going to see the movie. We, you know, instead of camping out, we we spent like an hour trying to buy tickets online when they did the uh, the 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 first trailer that they did on TV back last month or month before, whatever that was. And, you know, we sat there and waited to buy tickets. And um, When the nerds oh. crashed Fandango. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it was like we, we sat there and waited till we could get those tickets and, and got them and got enough for everybody. And, you know, and the the plan is, you know, hopefully go to dinner, do something like that beforehand, and maybe do something afterwards to, to get the yeah, tickets. Yeah, well, you the, got lucky because you got to pick your seats. We didn't get to yeah. pick seats for my theater. So the way how we're doing it for my group, is I have to go to work that day, and I convinced my boss to make it Star Wars Day so I could dress up in my costume all day. I'm leaving work at about 4.15. We're going to go, grab food, get to the movie theater, eat the food in the lobby, and sit and wait till they finally let me go sit in my theater. So I'm leaving. I, even though it starts at 7, um, I want to be there before 5, so I beat all the rush hour traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we we got extremely lucky. We were able to pick out all the seats that we wanted. Well, some of us did. Unfortunately, a few friends uh, they got stuck in the first row in an IMAX screen um, oh. because because one order we we got to pick and one order we didn't get to pick. They gave us quote best available and best available was those seats in the front row. Um, so unfortunately, a couple of friends like uh, uh, I'm sure he's been a guest on the show a number of times, Rodney Fike. He's uh, he's gonna have a little bit of a neck cramp by the time we're out of the movie. Um, Not just yeah. a guest; is a sponsor of this show. It has oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, you know it's you know it's a lot of friends like that that we get to go see the movie with, and uh, you know, like I said, hopefully get to you know before and after the movie chat all the kind of nerd stuff that we can, and um, you know, get some sort of that experience that we were talking about with seeing these. Seeing these movies over the years, and you know, ha- have a good time with it, and then um, wait all day Friday so I can go see it again. Is you know, for I think I think we've got tickets for like four o'clock or something like that. Uh, nice. And then and then we'll see how many more times I can see it before it's out of the theater. Um, well, I can't wait, and I've already pre-warned everybody that listens to AGP the Tuesday after Star Wars drops. If you don't want spoilers, do not listen to that episode because that's all I'm talking about is that movie right there. Yeah, yeah. You give you give everybody the like ten second warning at the start of the show to leave now or you know get get spoiled now or forever lose your Star Wars peace. No. <laughs> yeah. 
But luckily, I am making some new friends. Battlefront has a lot of Star Wars fans on it. And so I've actually made a couple of new friends, which is good because I need to get a really killer team because the whole survival, I beat it on hard. I beat it on normal. I got all the collectibles. That's not a problem. Master kills me. I can't beat Master. I I can't beat it with three people. I'm with the whole eight team members in there and just whooping on it because especially um, Solus, when three ATSTs and four TIE fighters are bombing you at every direction, you're going to die. (laughs) Repeatedly. And I need a big team also because I need a team that's good because I need a team for hard because you have to beat it well, to get one of the stars, you have to beat it on hard without anybody dying. I'm like, yeah, that's not about to happen. Mm-mm. Nope. 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 I got all the way to, we got all the way to the 15th level. We, one of us died. I was like, really? Really? Next time just go hide in a Wampa cave or something. Seriously, that just sucked. Really? <laughs> now, you've only played 15 minutes of it. What do you, so far, of what little bit you've been able to play, what do you like and what do you not like about the game? Um, What I like is just it, it, it looks like I'm watching one of the movies. I mean, I, I can't get over how realistic everything looks. And um, what, what I played the most of was the, uh, the training for the uh, speeder bike. Because I'm like, ah, cool, I don't have a whole lot of time to play. I'll just, I'll just fart around with this. And in true uh, scout trooper fashion, I crashed into a tree every chance I got. Um, so Am I the only person who beat that level? I tried it on the first time, and I automatically got the star for no damage whatsoever. I was like, yep, all my training back in the old days with Return of the Jedi arcade game proves that I would be great on a speeder bike. There you go. Yeah, no, apparently I would not. Um <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess a little bit of it is uh, it's probably been two or three years since I actually played a video game, and then um, just you know trying to get used to it and get used to actually um, playing around with anything. But I I kept trying to look around the scenery, and the next thing I know, ooh, there's a tree, or ooh, there's rocks. And <laughs> no, I'm only laughing because my friend Tyler and I we got onto the Force Moon of Endor to play survival, and we were over by the downed walker, and I looked up, and there was the Death Star, and both of us were going, oh, look how pretty, snipe, snipe. Uh, we died. <laughs> <laughs> we got sniped hard, and we didn't even care because we were like, dude, that is gorgeous. <laughs> and one of the things that I thought was really cool, and you can definitely see it, like you're saying how gorgeous it is, and it feels like you're in one of the movies, Rumor has it that they used a lot of the old props from the original movies to help create Battlefront. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it everything on it looks like it's spot on. Um, it, it's I don't know. I, I just can't get over that the, how everything looks in the game so far. My biggest complaint of the game. I only have really one complaint of the game. There's no. Um, real solo play. There's no story mode. We have survival, which you can play by yourself, which I've learned. It doesn't matter if you bring in one person 
or eight people, it's the same amount of people that come up and kill you every time. They don't adjust by if, by yourself or if you have multiple people with you. And I was like, that sucks. Yeah. Um, but one of the thing, one of the great draws of the origin of Star Wars Battlefront Two was they had you could play solo and they had this story arc where you started off as a member of the five oh first working for the Jedi and all the way up through Order sixty six and then you go through um the battle on the Death Star and how you're off planet and then as you're one of the few reminding uh, remaining survivors of the five oh first you go back through the Star Wars timeline destroying the rebels and that was a really cool story arc, and I would love to see a story arc with this. Um, due to the fact that I know that, and I'm sure you got, because you should have it too, because you got the special edition of everything, there's the downloadable, um, We all, everybody who got the special edition, the deluxe edition of Star Wars Battlefront, got the Battle of Jakku, mm-hmm. the downloadable uh, content, which we all know that's a new planet that we see in all the trailers, what I'm hoping for is when the downloadable content comes out, um, there will be a solo play that goes along with 7, 8, and 9. Yeah. And I think they're just waiting on that because if you really pay attention when you play any of the heroes, you can see the gray hairs in Han Solo. They made Luke's face look a little bit older, even though he's, like, totally chilling out in his uh, Return of the Jedi garbs. And Leia looks pretty much like she did in Empire Strikes Back. But Han Solo, he comes out, and he's like that gray hair and stuff. So you're thinking, and even though the Emperor's in it, um, you're thinking it, they're trying to make it a little bit more towards the new movie with some of the gameplays that they have in there, even though there's some older gameplays as well. But it's gorgeous. And it's the first time I can say I actually enjoyed a first-person shooter because I don't like Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, I'm not not a big first-person shooter either. So this is this is a whole different experience for me trying to play this so far. Um, I'm more of like uh, like the third-person stuff or you know things along those lines. So it's a little bit of a change. Well, one of the nice things though is having that friend that you could play a multiplayer makes it so much easier. Like, when I play by myself, my kill-to-death ratio is not that great. I get Tyler on, and we can decimate a board. It's funny. We'll play, um, they've got the card, uh, what is it, cargo hold, where you have to go around and grab the cargo and bring it back to your base. And there's this one level that Tyler and I found out, all we have to do is run around in a circle. Just run around in a circle. That's all you have to do. And you take one person up point to blow anybody that's in the way. One person grabs the cargo. You run behind them. If they say there's somebody up in front of you, you get up in front. You throw a few grenades. You clear out the path, drop it off, run again. And if you're playing together with a teammate that you know and you can talk to, you could totally decimate it and get so many killer points because then he grabs one, then you grab one, and then he grabs one, and then you grab one. It's great. I love it. Is the best thing ever. <laughs> so, I know that you're on my friends list, which anybody out there who's a Star Wars fanatic, it's really, this is a really, really tough name. I hope you can all remember it. Lady Vader 79, add me. I will play Star Wars Battlefront with anybody. As long as, you know, you don't actually get upset when I do have to camp a few times. 
Well, that was that's one of the nice things about this. Like in Call of Duty, you camp, they call you out on it, and they'll kick you out of the game. Here, it's almost like it's um, encouraged because there's certain game types where you really do need to camp because you're having to defend a spot. So mm-hmm. other blast where it's just run around, shoot everybody, which is more like the Call of Duty type gameplay. With some of the other ones out there, you want to camp. It's you're encouraged to do it, and that's where I'm really good is camping. Nice. Yep. So now you're talking about getting some of the toys a little bit earlier. Do you remember your first Star Wars toy? Uh, a Stormtrooper, I think, if I remember right, anyway. A Stormtrooper and um, the uh, uh, the escape pod. The, the like the escape pod that uh, R two and C three PO shoot off. So the, uh, has no life in it, so there's no need to blow it up. What's that? The one that has no life forms in it, so uh, we're not gonna blow it up. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, you know the one so that, the entire storyline if they would have been oh escape pod boom <laughs> done. Yeah. This goes to movie. <laughs> there goes that franchise. Movie's done. Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. I don't care who you are. If something goes poof off of the ship you just captured, you blow it up. I don't care. Yeah. It's like, nah, there's no life forms on it, and we got a budget on laser blast, so just let it go. <laughs> I just, I love it. It's still one of my favorite things. And even as a kid, I didn't get it. I was like, no, blow it up. Seriously. It's almost like that scene um, in episode four when Leia's hiding and then she runs out, and she shoots one stormtrooper, and then she runs down this narrow hallway where there's no escape in a straight line in front of four other stormtroopers. Really? Mm. Really? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> you should have run back at your little corner, pop back out, shoot another one, keep going until there's, like, nobody. Then run down the corridor. Yeah. The dumbest movie. That, that, that's one of those dumb things that you're just like, um, who wrote that scene? Seriously, that's not what I would have done. Yeah, yeah. I would have yeah. popped my head out and went, oh, one, two, three, four. I'm just going to hide back in here. Y'all have a nice day now. I'll wait till you all walk past me, and then I'll shoot you in the back. That works better for me, which is way easier. Um, for my first toy, I got a TIE fighter, one of the original TIE fighters, and I was so upset because all I wanted was Darth Vader, and I didn't get Darth Vader. So I had to use my imagination that he was Darth Vader. Nice. And I used my G.I. Joes as the rest of the Star Wars characters because I didn't have any other ones yet. Luckily, the G.I. Joes and the Star Wars characters were kind of close enough in size to where I could actually use them together. Yeah. <laughs> so, with the new Star Wars coming out, now, we all we all dove into the hype of Star Wars Episode One, Two, and Three. Mm-hmm. But this one, I don't know about you, but this one has a completely different feel to me than the hype that was of Episodes 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. What gets you excited about this one? Oh, uh, jeez. I don't know. Um, uh, that's tough. I mean, I guess it's, it's a little bit of, you know, like how they've been releasing the information, and it's little snippets here at a time. Uh and I, I guess it's that whole bit of the unknown. Like with the the prequels, we we knew where the story went. Yeah, we didn't know what was going to be in each one, but we still knew where it ended up. 
In this one, we don't really have any idea. They've they've done a really good job at keeping most of it quiet and being very secretive about it. As well as, you know, this time we've got a new new director in the mix and a new writer in the mix. And, you know, seeing with what they're going to do with it. Um, you know, obviously all the, the uh, little snippets of trailers and stuff that they keep releasing as it gets closer. Um, and honestly, like, seeing uh, what J.J. Abrams, like, dedication to uh, the franchise and, you know, what he wanted to do with the movie um, and, and how he's doing more practical effects and showing off the fact that he's using practical effects. Um, that that really has me intrigued in the sense of like, okay, how are they going to pull off some of this stuff? Can they make it look believable and, you know, all this? Um, so it's like, you know, all that mess has got me excited for it, you know, and I think just the surrounding with everybody else, because we've talked about it before on, on, on different occasions, but I, I think the whole climate of, like fans in general, it's not like it was when the prequels first came out, where it was like, okay, you know, like you had a dedicated Star Wars fan base, and yeah, you had your nerds that would go see it and stuff, and it wasn't as much of a big deal as it has become in the last few years, where it's like, you know, all this stuff has exploded, and and now it's you know it's it's cool to be the nerd and all this kind of stuff. And so I think oh, yeah. with, with with having so many more people around that are like, oh yeah, I want to go see this, and everybody else is excited for it, you know, it gets you that gets you excited too, and it's you know it's it's definitely playing into that whole factor of like, yeah, I, I can't wait to see this, and you know, and I get to go talk to my friends and all this kind of craziness. Um, all, to all me, sorry, up. go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying that all this keeps building up and keeps you know adding to that uh, that excitement, the the momentum of it, whatever. See, for me, what I find is, like you are saying, how showing the old-style stuff, how he's using props again, how he's using Muppet, how um, the uh, BB-8 is an actual droid, you know, it's not CGI. Yeah. And what was really cool is at his panel at San Diego, he, you know, he said, you know, yeah, there's some CGI in there that it's hard to do, a movie in today's day and age where you're not going to have some type of CGI. But the point is to draw away from the CGI with the real feel. And one of the best things he ever said was, you knew Luke Skywalker was talking to Yoda and Empire and Return of the Jedi. Yoda was there. Yoda was whomping all over R2-D2 in Empire Strikes Back yelling because he wanted that light for God only knows reason. No, mine, mine, mine. Still one of my favorite scenes, by the way. <laughs> and, and, you know, you could see that spark in his eye, and that's what's really starting to drive my passion is because as I see these models, and I know they're running through a desert, and I see all the really cool Muppets and things like that, I'm like, wow, that there's that cantina scene feeling that you get. That That's that Star Wars feel. You can feel the force flow through all these really cool trailers that they're doing. Of course, I always wonder... J.J. Abrams first uh, got his hands on the Star Trek universe, which in both Star Trek movies, he put R2-D2 into them. Was that like his role called going, hey, if I put R2-D2 in the Star Trek universe, can I do Star Wars? 
Because, <laughs> I mean, think about it. How much money did he have to pay just to put R2-D2 in, like, a millisecond of a frame in each of those movies? Like, you have to really slow down the movie to see him. Because if not, he, he doesn't even fly by the screen going, Wah! so you know he's there. It's like, bye. <laughs> hey, where'd you go? Hey. <laughs> you have to slow it down, then you finally see him, and you go, R2-D2, it is you, it is you. Wow, I watch way too much Star Wars. <laughs> hey, I didn't know that he was in there. Now i got to go back and rewatch him and see if I can spot yeah, him. Even, um, in the first one, when they come out of hyperspace, after all the other starships have been destroyed, um, and the Enterprise comes out of hyperspace, he's in the debris there, and then he's in the debris somewhere in um, the second one. I just can't remember exactly where. I remember finding it, and I had to put my do it frame by frame by frame, but I did find it. But, yeah, he's he's everywhere. I mean, R2-D2's in Goonies. Him and 3PO are in um, Indiana Jones. They've been cross-referenced in so many different things. And that's, that's one of the things that shows how much of a lasting impact Star Wars has. Where, okay. yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people go, Star Trek, Star Trek, and don't get me wrong, Star Trek does have its place in this universe. I mean, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have gotten flip phones and these smartphones, and we I don't think we would have progressed technology wise. I'm still waiting for the pill that cures everything, like in the Voyage Home. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a pill. I love that movie, by the way. That's still probably one of my favorite Star Trek movies. Um, but for that feel good, fun, great one liners that just influence so many different things, Star Wars has to be it. How many people do you know run around with lines and call people scruffy nerve herders? Or um, every time you go, well, I guess I'll try. No. <laughs> do or do not. There is no try. There's so many great lines that people use every single day from these movies that it's iconic. And it oh, is yeah. one of the greatest franchises to me ever created. It will always stand the test of time. I mean, I can watch the original Star Wars because I have them on VHS, and I still love them without all the special editions because I will I will admit it. I'm one of those people that goes, really? Did you really have to do that? My biggest, biggest complaint off of the special edition has to come from Return of the Jedi. Jabba's Palace with that damn music video in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. To me... You took this really seedy place that no one would ever want to go to. You know it's in the slums of like a place like New York City or something like that with the biggest gangster of all time, knowing that if you are not a badass, you will die instantly or you're going to get chained up to a giant slug. And they put a music video in it to make it look like it was ladies' night with a $5 cover charge. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, I mean, no, it changed the entire feel of Jabba's Palace and the fact that you don't want to be there. You just right, don't. Right. Yeah, no, that I, I I would agree that that's that's probably some of the the worst changes they made was was with that and I I I don't know, you can take it or leave it with how they ended it with um adding in like the fireworks and then showing all the shots of the different planets and stuff and they're celebrating cuz you know the emperors been killed and the Death Star is gone. I do have a slight problem with that, you know, because not everybody uses the Force. Now, when yeah. the Emperor died, I'm sure a lot of people who did, who are still young Jedi, people born with the Force, 
they felt it. But regular Joe Bob did not sense that the emperor was dead. Yeah. I mean, in the celebration where, first off, taking out the Ewok song was wrong because that song just really fit the ending to that. It was very simplistic after a very... You have a bunch of teddy bears who just beat up the empire. You need a simplistic party song. It's it's a great, upbeat, happy... um, Feel good song. I'm not saying that the big orchestrated song that they have now, but there's just something about that yub nub song that just made you feel good. Like, all right, we did it. The other problem is, is like you're saying, they're showing all these different places tearing down the emperor statue over on Coruscant and the whole nine yards, and then you pan back over to the Forgeman of Endor, and there are still bits and pieces of the Death Star falling off into the atmosphere. Um, travel. I know news travels fast. And we all see the technology we have with Facebook and stuff, but the entire galaxy far, far away did not find that out in 3.5 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I don't know, that that part just bugs me a little bit because it, it changes up the, the vibe of the ending of the movie. And um, Not to mention about it. If there's that many stormtroopers we've already seen, and there's now another Sith Lord... And obviously that Sith Lord has been torn to the enforcement of Endor because he has Vader's mask. Yeah. Not everybody got rid of the Empire, and not everybody knows that the Empire is over, and obviously there's still some true believers to get that vast of an army still. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that that's going to be coherent to what's going on in this new movie with that ending. Yeah, yeah. I think what Disney really should do for the fans, is they could, I don't even think they have to do the full original theatrical release. Once upon a time, George Lucas went back and digitally remastered the movies. Yeah. Before he did a special edition. And I have both the original VHSs back with the original artwork on the VHS boxes, and I have the digitally remastered. And I wanted to see the difference between the digitally remastered and the original theatrical release and the digitally remastered all the day was like take the really bad back lines out. It added a little bit to some of the flight scenes, things like that. There's nothing wrong with just releasing that version. Yeah. Because at least I don't have Jabba's. Come to Jabba's Palace. It's Lady's Night. Five dollar cover charge. No. <laughs> Lady with your own salacious crumbs plushie for only three dollars more. Sorry, just had to keep going. <laughs> but no. I'm really excited for this movie. I'm very interested to see where it goes. Um, dude, that BB-8 toy that I spent $150 on, coolest thing ever. Oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I saw you, one of those the other night, and I, I haven't been tempted enough to get one, but they do look pretty darn cool. Dude, it is awesome. My dog and cats don't like it too much, but it is awesome. It, it might, I might get it a collar. Just walking around the neighborhood. It's just that cool of a toy. I absolutely love and adore it. And it's been a long time since I've had a toy that, you know, I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. I think I haven't had a toy that I thought was the coolest thing ever since the day my dad came home from work. My dad used to be a garbage man for the city of Cincinnati, and he brought me the original Rancor doll that he found sitting in the garbage. Um, Coolest toy ever. Still works. Love it. Right now, he has the original Princess Leia in the palm of his hand. He's trying to eat her. <laughs> what? I always have to change up my figures. 
it's just something that I like to do. Because obviously, being a Star Wars fanatic, and which I really am, hence the I just dropped $50 at the freaking store on Star Wars Christmas decorations. Yeah, I did that. It's okay. And we got all the Star Wars wrapping paper, and we got the Star Wars bows, and we got the Star Wars little name tags to put on all the presents. We're good. That's awesome. <laughs> it, well, what's funny is, is like each part of my house has a little different section. Um, being the super nerd that I am, um, I'm sure you've heard the stories of how my house is wall-to-wall, comics, prints, toys, the whole nine yards. All of that has to come down. So it gets replaced with nothing but Christmas. I have to replace wow. my entire home. That's how many collectibles I have is for Halloween and Christmas, everything on the walls comes down and all the Christmas stuff goes up. That's how much of a that's how much of a collection I have. And I have my Rudolph the Rhino's reindeer over there and I have this huge Star Wars collection over here and then there's a Cthulhu collection over there and so on and so forth. And obviously the Star Wars collection this year expanded immensely. <laughs> it's like, did you see them at Walmart for Halloween? They had a Yoda, a Boba Fett, and oh, I can't, and a Stormtrooper holding like a little um, Halloween bag with like candy in it. Um, oh, yeah. Were, and, yeah, I got all three of them. They were ten bucks a piece after Halloween, so fifty percent off. Yeah, I went and bought this. Where am I going to put them? I have no idea. <laughs> There's no more in this house. There really isn't. So they're in the they're now in the Halloween collection. So next Halloween, <laughs> I'm gonna blow these things up and put them in my living room. It's like they're like you, my mom's going. You know that's a yard ornament, right? <laughs> but I don't have a yard, so now it's a living room ornament. I mean, even my cats and dogs are already getting into the celebration. My mom made them all um, Star Wars scarves that they all have to wear on Star Wars week. Nice. It's just it's just that bad. I had a cat named Vader for crime and he says, Come on, I'm 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 a little obsessed. Don't ever don't ever let me have children. Oh, you're having twins. Okay, they're Luke and Leia, we're done. <laughs> That's gonna be the quickest name since Padme actually gave birth to those two. <laughs> Come on, that is like the quickest naming of children ever. Oh yeah. It's a boy, Luke. It's a girl, Leia. I'm dead, bye. <laughs> like, wow. Um so, someone explain me again how in Return of the Jedi, Leia remembers her mom? Because I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a big continuity error that, uh, if they were going to fix anything, that definitely should have been one. Yeah, that would have been nice, especially since, what was it? Someone tried to say, well, it was Bail Organa's wife that she was remembering. No, because if you pay attention, Bail Organa's wife was still alive when Alderaan blew up. So Leia really did remember her mom and how she was always sad. And Bale and his wife were never sad. They were happy, and they kept Leia. And obviously Leia knew she was adopted. Yeah. So, and the fact that she can remember her mom and he can't, that's a big problem with me sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even though nothing is worse in that Star Wars universe than the fact that I realize that Obi-Wan is supposed to be, like, great and all, and help us, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're our only hope. Obi-Wan Kenobi is the biggest jerk in that entire series. Yeah. Oh, this young Jedi named Darth Vader portrayed and murdered your father. I'm not going to actually tell you he's your father. By the way, that hologram that you're like, oh, she's so gorgeous, is actually your sister. And since I actually know that you're actually on the planet of Hoth, 
Um, and I'm going to tell you, go to the Dagobah system. I'm not going to tell you, please don't kiss your sister. <laughs> like, really? Really? And it ain't like George Lucas didn't know that was the route that he was going to go because he already hinted it at it. Because if you rewatch the story, you rewatch the series, and they bring in the probe droid um, when they're interrogating her, and she's very resistant to it. Mm-hmm. That right there is starting to already show that, you know, she has the powers once you watch the movies. Even though there are just so many things when you rewatch the movies. And this has nothing to do with continuity. You can't help do anything but laugh. You know, here's Luke, and they're leaving from Star Wars Episode Four, and he's like, well, I'm never coming back to this rock again. (laughs) Yeah, you are. Okay. I think my favorite, because the biggest joke is that stormtroopers can't shoot. Right. right, is one of the greatest things. Rewatch episode four. So mm. they get to where um, the Jawas have been slaughtered. Right, and right. But I've never heard of um, seeing people attacking anything this big. And then here's Obi Wan going. Well, they didn't. We're made to believe they are. But you see these these uh, blaster shots. They're too accurate for sand people. These are stormtroopers. I'm going accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to pause the movie because I'm going to laugh for about the next 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. The only continuity for this is that Vader went, so we're going to use, let the Rebels get back to the Millennium Falcon so we can track them to the base. So pretend like you're really bad shots, but that doesn't explain anything for Empire or Return of the Jedi. Right, right. <laughs> Which what was something I was known to say something the other day a friend of mine and I were talking about oh have you ever have you ever got to see the Millennium Falcon take off with about no blaster shots being shot at it hmm every time the Millennium Falcon takes off they are being shot at yeah yeah the only time it takes off that it is not being shot at is when a worm is trying to eat it oh yeah. <laughs> and why is it in the in this in these movies. No one just gets stabbed by a lightsaber. Other than Obi-Wan, who disappeared, everybody else gets a hand cut off, an arm cut off. It's like, nah, lightsabers are used to chop off limbs. Hmm. You never see anybody, like, take the lightsaber and go, ugh, through the gut. Luke gets his his hand cut off. Vader gets his hand cut off. Um, The Tusk guy from Episode 4 gets his arm cut off. Which I love how his is all bloody and nobody else's is, uh, other than the Wampas. I'm like, okay, so if you get your arm cut off, it's bloody. But if you get your hand cut off, it's not. But the lightsaber's really hot, so why is there blood in the first place? Right, right. Qui-Gon does. Qui-Gon's the only one that gets stabbed. Ah! Okay. Darth Maul actually stabs him. He doesn't, like, slice him in half like what happens to him. He He just stabs him. Okay, so it has to be something. Maybe that's it. Um, yeah, Darth Maul stabbed Qui Gon, and then he learned how to become a ghost. So we're not going to stab people anymore. We're just going to cut off limbs from now on. Okay? You think <laughs> about it. Even after that point, the next major death you see with um, a lightsaber is uh, Jango gets his head cut off. Then Dooku yeah. gets his head cut off. Yeah. Um. Seriously, stop being a jerk to body parts. That hurts. <laughs> Seriously, it's horrible when they do that. (laughs) 
So it is already 8 o'clock. See, I can talk about Star Wars, and I forget what time it is. That is totally awesome. I love it. It's great. But I don't know about you, but I have to go put an ATST in my manger scene because nothing says the birth of Jesus Christ like an ATST walking over the manger. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, at least in my world, nothing says Merry Christmas like an ATST walking through the manger scene. <laughs> I bet that would have screwed something up. Um, here comes a little drummer boy. Um, no, nah, I'm cool. I'm going to go this way. <laughs> <laughs> But, Sean, thank you so much for joining me and talking about Star Wars. You know, it's I knew you were a fan the moment that I met you because I still have that Boba Fett print that you did, which is totally awesome, by the way. Thank you. You are welcome. And um, I can't make sure that you call me after you see the movie so we can talk personally about it because we're totally going to geek over that. And Definitely. make sure you do get some time. You make sure that you send me a party request so we can go kill some people. Yeah, hopefully I can do that uh, pretty soon. Hopefully, uh, hopefully after this weekend is done, then I'll, I'll get some more free time to uh, do stuff like that. Definitely, definitely. We'll have to, and we have to go bother Christy too and make her play with us. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Because she's o- she's only at like ten percent too, so I got to get her back on the game. So you people, and you're working too much. <laughs> yeah. So, um, of course, you know, even though this is a Star Wars episode, I would like for you to take a few moments to tell people where they can find some of your amazing work because you are an amazing illustrator and comic book creator. Uh, Well, you can go to my website, which is seanforney.com. If you go on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, uh, seanforneyart, and Facebook is seanforneyillustration. Now watch out, everybody, because this man, he's Instagram famous. I'm just letting you know, straight off the bat. <laughs> I told you I wouldn't let you let that one live that one down. <laughs> so um, thank you again so much for being on AGP. As always, everybody, AGP is live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And make sure that you head over to AmandaGilmanPresents.com. Check out some of the cool stuff that we have there from photos to upcoming events. And also check out some of the information on our amazing um, support cast of our sponsorship from Hasm Productions, Scott Comics, Mark Kidwell, the comic creator of Images 68, and, of course, Gem City Comic Con, which will be coming to you April 2nd and 3rd in 2016. And, of course, like most places that do anything Star Wars, there's really only one thing that can possibly be said. May the Force be with you, and have a good night. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.